And a good morning to everybody out there. It is the Fanatic at 5. I am your host, Pat Egan. I am joined by Tyler Zuli, just like yesterday. And we will take you up to the morning show with Anthony Gargano and Bob Cooney, which starts off at 6 o'clock. We're going to get you uh, in the mood to talk sports, and we're going to fill you in on everything that happened last night, including the only game in town, which was your team, your town, your Philadelphia Phillies, who dropped... Stop me if you've heard this before. They dropped another one last night. Yep, they lost. I know that's surprising to everybody who's watched this team in the month of August, uh, especially to two baseball guys like myself and Tyler. Uh, but they lose Zach Eflin on the hill. He pitched kind of mediocre. It's the way, best way I can describe him. Uh, five and a third, three earned runs, five strikeouts. The defense did not hold up. I know that also is a surprise to everybody involved. Uh, at one point, I believe in the fourth inning, he loads the bases. They do a squeeze bunt. He gets the ball. He had Juan Soto dead to rights at home plate. He overthrows Wilson Ramos. Uh, pretty simple toss play. He overthrows him in a, as a force play at home plate. Uh, later on, Reese Hoskins has a bad break on a ball. The bloop single. It just when that happened in the, uh, the, the I believe it was the fourth inning. I was like, "Yep, they're not. They're not winning this game." Not winning this game. And they now sit three and a half games back, two and a half games back of the wild card. They once again failed to gain ground on the Atlanta Braves, who were idle last night. Tonight is Aaron Nola versus Max Scherzer. And I know we're all um, still kind of on the high of Aaron Nola outdueling Max Scherzer last week by a score of two to nothing. But it could have easily went the other way. It could easily go that way tonight. And I don't have a lot of confidence in this team. I didn't have a lot of confidence in this team entering last night's game. But the fact that you go down four runs, and you're really only down by two, but you go down four runs to two in the fourth inning, and I think, all right, that's it. I can pretty much pack it in. I don't really need to watch any more baseball today because they're not winning this game. That, to me, speaks volumes. Yeah, when you've got a a three-game series in which you really need to win two, and you go down and lose game one, and, and then even with Nola on the mound, you have to go up and go beat Max Scherzer just to tie the series before you take an eighth consecutive series non-victory. You've got issues. You, you have such an uphill battle to climb now that it, it's going to be almost impossible to win this series. Yeah, it's, as you said, like it, it, you got to beat Max Scherzer who, okay, I mean, look, low end he finishes, what, third in the Cy Young? High end, he probably wins it. For I the think. third straight year, yeah, I, I think he, I think he probably wins the damn thing. So to ask Aaron Nola, hey kid, go out and and look, Aaron Nola is having a historically good year for the Phillies, but to ask him, hey, do it again in a week's time, you know, it's that's a lot. Hey, go ahead, go save the series, kid. We haven't won a series in the last seven. Go save us one. That's going to be a, a tall task, and especially considering the fact that they're once again, and we harped on this yesterday, they're playing a bad team. They're playing a team that's already given up, that has checked out, and they still can't win. Then go beat Scherzer for the second straight time after your team has failed to do it in numerous occasions. I think, I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last time that they beat Scherzer was the first time that they beat Scherzer in his career. I'd have to go back and look at that. That wouldn't be a surprise at all to me. Um, but you're dealing with a guy that currently leads the league in wins, innings pitched, strikeouts, batters faced, whip, hits per nine, strikeouts per walk, strikeouts per nine, and strikeouts per nine over Chris Sale, who, by the way, currently holds the record Major League Baseball, you know, just Major League Baseball history for strikeouts per nine. 
as a starter. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, no, that's all. Yeah, no, no, big deal. no big deal. No big deal. You're, you're facing a ham and egger here. Facing a guy lucky to be in the program. You know, six straight all-star appearances, three Cy Youngs, going for his fourth. Uh, we, look, we don't, we don't want to make it doom and gloom at 5.04 in the morning. Oh, I'm ready to. Uh, I'm not. Um, but, it, it, I mean, it's, it's hard to paint a picture in a positive light with this Phillies team because they're so maddening. They're so frustrating. I had a, a, a buddy text me during the game and just go, I've never been more frustrated watching a baseball team. And, it, and it's mainly because when the window was closing in 2012 to 2012, really to this past to this year that we're in now, you at least knew that they were a bad team. You knew what to expect. You knew that they weren't going to, you know, keep you on a string. This team is, exa- is the exact opposite. Yes, they're overachieving. Yes, they're they're playing above what they were supposed to. Yes, they're doing it probably a year or two too early. But still, they now have you invested as a fan. And in a key moment in the month of August, they are floundering. They are struggling big time, and they are losing to bad baseball teams. And it continues once again last night in a a, a game where it's just – I think the best description of that game could have been the awful – and I don't know if you saw this, but the awful uh, mid-inning report with a guy on a bicycle going through the concourse. You know what I'm talking about? I haven't – I didn't watch it in person, but I have seen it. Oh, good Lord. Good Lord. He should have just been selling a brand. So to fill fill in uh, all the people that might have missed the game, the Phillies during I don't know if it was a, a switch, a pitching switch, or if it was you know coming back from from a from a break during an inning. But they go out to Ashburn Alley and they have this this bicycle that basically has a brewery on the back of the bicycle, and the whole the whole shtick is that this guy is gonna. Bicycle around the brewery, and then if you want one, you stop, and you, you know you get a beer, and then he continues about his way. So Greg Murphy is doing the whole interview with whoever the guy is in charge of like the Aramark and you know the the food down at CBP, and he's describing it. Then they have this poor guy who's probably getting ten bucks an hour, and they say, "All right, kid, go out there and get him, ride around, display it." Literally, you've got a brewery on their on your bicycle, and this is comes as no surprise to I think anyone who watched it he struggled to get the bicycle moving because you go you start trying to work I mean put a 500 pound man on the back of a bicycle and then say pedal I mean it was the stupidest thing and it just for me as silly as it sounds that summed up the month of August where it's just like you're just you're out there just trying to do the impossible and it's 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 also hilarious but but frustrating at the same time to watch because you can see the car crash happening, you can see this guy struggling with a bicycle and a brewery on the back of it. Um, it was it was it was a perfect summation of the entire game last night. Um, so once again, the Phillies lose last night. Uh, they lose another one, uh, five to three to the Washington Nationals. And I just yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of faith. Oh, and the numbers against Eflin for the Nationals this season are not good. It's you know you pretty pretty bad. I think we could make our own our own little drop there. Sixty four at bats against Eflin. The Nats are hitting three seventy five. And I keep going back to what you you brought up yesterday during the Fanatic at five, which is the mindset that Zach Eflin has now that he was sent down for that five day stretch to get an extra arm up here, an extra bench bat. I forget what it was, but it was a pretty big deal. Just during the the, the double header. Yeah, it was yeah. a pretty big deal that you sent a guy down. He wasn't going to miss a start, but he definitely lost money. He lost a lot of money and. Um, you know, if you're a baseball nerd, I'm sure you know that the minor leagues you don't make a lot of money at all. Right. Um, 
and the pros obviously you're making you're making a decent bet as soon as you make to the majors your, your paycheck increases you know tenfold but when you get sent down to the minors you're literally getting paid pretty much like peanuts a lot of times the hot dog vendor gets paid more than you and it's sad but it's just the way that baseball has it so you send a guy down who has really rebounded and resurrected his career in my opinion uh, and a guy like Zach Eflin who I think he came up two years ago he got absolutely rocked came up last year got rocked really was only being brought up because he was a former top prospect. He was on the 40-man roster. He was a starting pitcher. But to me, he definitely had the, hear, the deer in a headlights look. Came up this year, looked like a completely different pitcher, uh, was bearing down on a lot of guys, kind of became a strikeout pitcher. And he did a decent bit last night. He had five strikeouts and five and a third. But um, I, I kept thinking back to that comment of how much is this affecting him. Now, look, there's a possibility it couldn't affect him at all. I mean, he could it could be in the rear view mirror, and he might not be thinking about it. But confidence level of when you're finally doing a good job and you don't get rewarded for it. In fact, you get somewhat punished for it because the Phillies want to take advantage of a loophole. I did wonder how much that goes into um, his performance and I wonder how much it'll go into it from the for, the for the rest of the season. But at the same time, it was a lot of bad luck once again last night. I mean, Reese Hoskins takes a bad route to a ball that bloops in. That accounts for a run. Um, and Zach Eflin, it was you know his own doing, but he throws the ball well over Wilson Ramos's head on a play where he didn't need to rush it at all. So a lot of it was just once again bad defense. This is the worst defensive team in the majors. But I do wonder how much it'll go into it. I hope not much. I hope we're just overthinking it. Sure, but here's the thing: the argument is, you know, everybody wants to sit here and criticize Carlos Santana about playing first base, and he's not hitting, and he, he's not been that good defensively, but. You put Reese Hoskins out in left field where he has to play because of the fact that you have Carlos Santana. Everybody argues, oh, we'll move Hoskins to first base, bench Santana. The issue is Bohr is hurt right now. Roman Quinn is banged up right now. So if you do move Hoskins to first base and let him play his quote-unquote natural position, who's playing left field? You got nobody right now. Yeah, you don't. You don't because Aaron Altair is in the minors and he's struggling in the minors too. He's not playing well. And until the roster gets to 40 guys, you don't have anybody. You've basically got four outfielders right now. Um, and the, one of them is really a first baseman. Yeah, and the issue I have, it it goes back to the, the entire idea that, hey, let's sign Carlos Santana. Like, I hated that move because you're, you have a plethora of outfielders in the minor league system that are at the higher level. Now, most of them aren't going to make it, but... Probably one or two of them will. It's going to give you a log jam that they are going to have in probably a year when Adam Hazley is ready to come up. But you've got a situation now where Roman Quinn is making a case for more playing time. Nick Williams finally gets out of that platoon situation, which was a disaster at the beginning of the year. And it should have been a platoon situation because the way that Aaron Altair played last year, you shouldn't lose that job. But also you have a former top prospect in Nick Williams who you want to see what he's got. Aaron Altair struggles big time, so you finally put Nick Williams in that spot for good. Um, Odubo Herrera struggled this season. I don't need to tell you that. Uh, and then you got Reese Hoskins in left, who is in his first year as an outfielder, as a full-time outfielder. I mean, it just it, it was a bad situation to be in that didn't need to be in I, I, that situation from the get-go, I feel like, at least. Um, 610-632-0975. Help could be on the way, though. They did put in a waiver claim for Joey Bats for Jose Bautista. I would love to hear your thoughts 199. on that. 199. Really does a whole lot for me. Gets yeah. me up in the, it gets me up in the middle of the night. You know, it was a cold sweat not having Jose Bautista. Yeah, he look. He's not. He's not playing good baseball. He's absolutely cooked. He's not the Jose Bautista that was hitting forty home runs for the Toronto Blue Jays a bunch of years ago. Um, he is a guy who is on his second team in the season after not signing at all. 
uh, until after the season started. He signed with the Braves. He got released. He signed with the Mets. Uh, they put in a claim for him. Apparently, the Mets actually won a, a legit prospect for him, which is kind of laughable because, all right, well, fine. Keep Joey Bats, then have fun with him if you don't want him. But he would be an added you know, bat off the bench. He would be that power bat, that Matt Stairs-esque type. It's, which, by the way, I love how, how every single power bat that they get in August, it's got to be Matt it's Stairs. It's Matt Stairs for the rest of eternity. It will be. Um so they add him with the Mets this season. He's hitting 207. Uh, he's got nine home runs, 37 RBIs. He's been playing a lot better of late. Do you give up anything worth value for, for this guy? Not worth value, no. I'm willing to take a shot. And I, I was you know, kind of in jest making fun of him, saying that I was, it kept me up at night not having him. But for a roster that struggles to hit the long ball, this isn't a bad acquisition if you're not giving up a ton for him. I'm not giving up. Adam Hazley, I'm not giving up a oh, big God, game arm. No. I'm not giving up, you know, Archimedes Gamboa for, for no, a guy like but, this. No, but you know when they when they traded um, when they traded Mackenzie Mills for J, for uh, Justin Boy, I thought that was a really good move. It was a good move because Mackenzie Mills was a guy who look if he ever makes the the majors, it's going to be maybe as a fifth starter for a couple spot starts and and you know that's that's it that's what you're hoping for. So if they give up a a, a lower level. You know, number thirty prospect, whoever it may be. No, you don't give up any of the guys you mentioned at all. The the, the upper the upper echelon guys. But um, I at this point, could it hurt? No, could I don't it hurt think so. at all. To no, bring it? I mean, not this, at all. This team is anemic when it comes to the offensive side of baseball. Well, he is going to strictly be a bench bat. He's not going to play the field. No. I can't imagine him getting into the into the lineup at all. Not even on a daily basis at all. Other than a spot start, maybe to give Mike Franco a day off or to give Carlos Santana a day off if Justin Bohr is hurt longer than what we anticipate. Yeah, he's hitting, uh, and this is from Ken Rosenthal. He said, uh, Bautista slumped badly at the, at the start of August, but is a 738 OPS since last 14 games. Um, so he, at this point, I'm all about it. Bring him in. Why not? Can't really hurt. Um, because at this point, I'm so sick of this offense being what it is. And I think they just need to jump start. Also, Joey Bats, say what you will about him. He brings a, a swagger to a team. He brings that confidence and that bravado that I think this team kind of needs right now. Because you're, and we talked about this yesterday, but your $20 million man is hitting 219. Um, a lot of your better players are younger. They don't have that confidence, not the confidence, but they don't have that swagger that you'd want from a guy. Jose Batista has been there. Everybody knows the, the the bat flip gift from the playoffs. He knows what it's like to play in October. Uh, so if he can help you, if he can be that leader, that veteran presence that we talked about yesterday that you desperately need, I'm all about it. Because as a, as a guy like Carlos Santana is in 219, who I think doesn't feel comfortable being that leader, I don't think Jose Batista has any problem being that leader. I don't think he cares that he's hitting you know 209 this season. I think he walks into a locker room and, and all of a sudden like guys take notice. His ego's above the slump. Oh, regardless yeah. of what he's hitting, that ego doesn't take a hit. Oh yeah, um, and maybe that's what you need in this clubhouse. And by the way, I, I and I wrote this down on our on our on our sheet for things to talk about. But I, I absolutely love the solo home run. I mean, I live for the solo home run. Thank God that Gabe put Reese Hoskins in the two hole, so I can get more solo home runs. Just I can get more. You don't like the two hole, I the, the get, natural three hole hitter hitting I, the two hole. I can get more home runs with guys not on base. You know, when you're down by three and he absolutely crushes a ball and he makes it a two-run game, so now you're going to lose by only two. 
Oh, I live for that. Well, I, ideally speaking, you're looking at that guy hitting in the two hole. It's getting the extra at bats. It's not the. It's not your solo home runs compared to your. Jason Worth was a, a prime example of that. He loved to hit the long ball when they're down three. But it, to to me, you know, putting Hoskins in the two hole is not a bad idea if you have a legitimate three and four hole hitter, which this team does not. I I I just I don't put him in the two hole. I don't. I, I put him in the three even if they hole, had a, I put him a in good the team four hole. Him. You know, I mean, Estrella Cabrera is decent backup for you behind Hoskins. I understand Carlos Santana was supposed to be that insurance policy, and he's not this season. But it's just so frustrating because. It seems like, and I could be reading way too much into it, it could be just making this up because they've been playing awful baseball in the month of August, but it just seems like late in games, this happens. They'll be down by three, and they hit one home run, and it's a solo shot because nobody's on base because this team offensively sucks. This team is terrible. This team can't get on base. This team has nobody that scares you except Reese Hoskins. And that one guy that scares you in Reese Hoskins is hitting the two-hole. So, you know, you come up to bat, you got to hope that Roman Quinn gets on base because if he doesn't, boom, all right, great, it's it's a, it's a solo home run, and you're down by two. I'm just, I'm sick of it. I understand that, you know, Gabe Kapler is in a tough situation because he's, you know, he's, he's mixed this lineup so much that to try to get them jump-started offensively that it's, you know, nothing's really working because at this point this lineup is what they are. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of it. <laughs> it was, it, I, I actually cracked up last night. As I was watching the game and he hit the solo home run, I cracked up. Because it's just that that bugs you. It seems like that bugs you almost as much as the poor defensive play bugs you. Yeah, it, because that's something that you can control, and they don't. Well, I mean, you can control bad defense too, but you know what this team is at this point. That's something that you can control to a point where you see it happen, and you see it happen repeatedly. And like you said, you kind of just you scoff at it. At I, I think what it is, and I go I go back to this now, and I use this analogy a lot, but it goes back to the, the Charlie Brown with the football with Lucy, where they have you invested in it. And you're telling yourself, no, 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 I'm not going to fall for this trick again. And finally, you go, okay, I'll trust you. And you run and you kick and she grabs the football. And I feel like that is what this team has done. Where, you know, they make it close. They get down by two. Two runs isn't astronomical. You can come not back insurmountable from two, by any means. You can come back from two runs, no problem. But in the back of your head, you go, yeah, they're not coming back from two runs. And then two runs, two runs becomes three. And then late in the game... They bring it back within two runs to make you think, okay, maybe in the ninth inning they can get something going. But, you know, deep down, you know they're not. So when he hits that home run last night, I just cracked up because, like, oh, you're just you're, you're lulling me into it again. Delaying the inevitable. De- that that's a great way to put it. You're delaying the inevitable. You're keeping me up when I have to be up early to do the Fanatic at Five with you. Uh, and, and I had a guy tweet me yesterday and just go, like, when they went down by by uh, by two runs in the, in the fourth inning, he goes, all right, back to Gordon Ramsay uh, reruns. I can't blame him. I can't, whether it's John Taffer or Gordon Ramsay, I can't blame you what, what you tune into because I think that's most of the fan base is, okay, yep, well, well, we'll play again tomorrow. We'll see you next year. 610-632-0975. The other thing uh, that, that was Philly-related, at least, was the Sixers GM search and how Joshua Harris has come out and said that they are not going to, quote, compromise the GM search and we could be in for a full year of Brett Brown being the, quote, interim GM. And at that point, do you just make the guy the GM and you just take away the interim tag? Well, and that's the thing is, that at what point do you just say, Brett Brown, you're our guy, at least for the remainder of the season, and then we'll, we'll reevaluate at the, the end of the season. But 
I don't have a problem with what Josh Harris said because at that point, if you put somebody in power just to put somebody in power, you're basically anointing a king or a queen. They're a figurehead. Yeah, they are. You know, and they're they're like England's king and yeah, queen. And, and you're making a, a a brash move and a reactionary move that probably isn't best for your organization because the guy that they truly want out there might not be available at this point. He's probably not available this late, at least. Um, so. I don't blame Joshua Harris for saying what he did. I'm not a huge Joshua Harris fan. He kind of annoys me, to be honest with you. But I don't have a problem with him putting this interim tag on Brett Brown and keeping it that way because I don't want to give this guy the job and then pull it away after a year if if an actual, legit basketball GM becomes available. Now, I know Brett Brown has gone on record and saying, I don't want to be a GM. I don't want to be a GM. That's BS. I'm not buying that at all. He wants the power. Every, Everybody every wants coach the power. wants the power. You know, it goes back to Bill Parcells saying, if you want me to cook dinner, you got to let me buy the groceries. You know, you want to have that autonomy to make calls and make trades and say, okay, let's get this guy in here. Let's get this guy, you know, out. Um, because the coach is going to know the players better than the, the GM most of the time. But at the same time, he's never done it. I feel like. They kind of struck out this this offseason. They knew what they needed to get. They didn't They didn't end up doing that. Is it all their fault? No, it's not. LeBron clearly was bookended to go to L.A. Uh, I didn't believe it until it happened, but it did. Um, Kawhi Leonard, you know, they didn't have a player like DeMar DeRozan to offer up in a Kawhi Leonard trade. So I understand that it didn't go their way, and it's not all their fault. But still, they struck out. They failed, you know? Well, and they did have a player to offer up like DeMar DeRozan. It's just they didn't have a player they were willing to give up. Like the Raptors were for So you're saying that Markel Fultz was that the player? No, no, no. I'm saying you, talent-wise, you have a player that you you could trade for a guy like Kawhi Leonard, but you have a Ben Simmons. However, you don't want to give up Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. So they they just weren't in a position to make a move because they're not willing to trade young assets. Yeah, and and not... I mean, this this goes without mentioning, but we'll mention it. I mean, not trading Ben Simmons for Kawhi Leonard is the 100% right move. Absolutely. You you, you don't... you don't sacrifice your future for one year of maybe he resigns. I, I know that's a, a popular thing on this station to, hey, just sacrifice your future for possibly one year and, oh, of course he'll resign. Yeah, a lot of times they don't. It's, I, it's a I stupid was all philosophy. For it. I was all for it assuming that you don't give up Joe and, Joe and Ben. If, if you could have yeah. avoided that, then I'm all in. Yeah, you can trade like, whatever you want after that. At that point, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. I mean, it's, it's just you're sacrificing. Taking a shot. It's stupid. It's just a stupid move. And luckily, Brett Brown didn't make it, so it's not all of his fault. But um, I, I think at this point, you keep the interim tag because somebody is going to eventually become available. Uh, hopefully, the league office isn't going to meddle this time and force a guy upon you that you Chris don't Paul. want. Who? It'll be like the Chris Paul deal. Oh, the, yeah. That, that got I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like Tyler, I don't think Chris Paul is going to be the GM <laughs> of the Sixers. Hey, you know what? Maybe one day. But yeah, everybody forgets he was, he, was, he was headed to L.A. and all of a sudden the league decided to step in. I love when the league steps in. I, the, the, you don't see it happen any other league. No, other than that's the NBA. What I, was, that's, I was just about to say that. You stole the words out of my mouth. You never see the NHL step. Oh, granted, the NHL is a, a, a you know what show, but you never see the NFL step in. Basically, if you want to make a stupid move in every other league, you can make a stupid move. But in basketball, you got to step in. You got you to change this. Adam Silver's got to you know you know stick his nose where it doesn't belong and and, and force a GM in there and Brian Colangelo that nobody wanted. And I keep I keep going back to this this uh, extensive GM search they did the last time. Where nobody was interviewed except Brian Colangelo, and it, and we're supposed to believe it was a nepotism. That's the opposite of extensive. We're kind of getting off track. I have here. a great vocabulary, but that's the opposite. Of yeah, extensive. we're we're kind of getting off track. But I, I'm a big fan of of, of Brett Brown. I, I love him as a head coach. Um, I think he is the right guy for this team and to build a team around. But in terms of a GM, I, I don't have the 
the faith in him to be both GM and coach at this time uh, because he just doesn't have the experience. That doesn't say he can't do it, but I think that they're pretty wise right now to say, look, we're going to hold off on it. We're going to let Brett Brown do what he's going to do. And we're going to wait and see if somebody becomes available next season and not get Brett Brown's hopes up by taking away the interim tag. And let's say a, a solid GM gets fired or his contract's up or whatever it may be. And then you move him, uh, you, you move Brett Brown out of that GM role and then you're possibly pissing him off. 610-632-0975. 5 a.m. hour is brought to you by Car Gurus. Go to cargurus.com today to find great deals from top rated dealers near you. That's C A R G U R U S dot com. Patty Egan Tyler's really with you until 6 o'clock on The Fanatic. The Fanatic at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. It's the final days of the Ford Summer Sales Event. The last chance to find an incredible deal on the cars, trucks, and SUVs that make summer go right. Simply stop by a local Ford dealer or shop online at buyfordnow.com. Because the time to get behind the wheel of a new Ford during the Ford Summer Sales Event ends soon. And so do these amazing offers. The Ford Summer Sales Event is in its final days. That means it's the last chance to make summer go right with Ford, America's best-selling brand. Stop by your local Ford dealer and find great offers on many Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. With leading driver assist technologies, it's easy to see why Ford is the brand more drivers buy and buy again. Look for yourself. But hurry, the Ford Summer Sales Event ends September 4th, 2018. To find out more, head to buyfordnow.com or stop by your local Ford dealer. Best-selling claim based on 2017 calendar year sales. You have to be up in five hours. Two hours. Six minutes, and you haven't slept a wink. ZQuil Pure Z's is a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake with no next-day grogginess. So tonight, try new ZQuil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vix ZQuil. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. But not with ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology actively invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you. The needle in the haystack. Try ZipRecruiter now for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash try. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try. Looking for a fun football weekend trip to see the Philly National game on September 30th? Travel Authority has it all. Super club-level game tickets, direct flights, deluxe hotel, pre-game party, and more. Call 800-220-3900. Space is limited. Call 800-220-3900. Don't delay. That's 800-220-3900. If you're looking for a fun football weekend trip to see the Philly Nashville game on September 30th, Travel Authority has it. Super club-level game tickets, direct flights, deluxe hotel, pre-game party, and more. Call 800-220-3900. Don't delay. That's 800-220-3900. It's hard to move to a new town. And a new school. Thanks to Total Wireless, I got him the phone he wanted on the best 4G LTE network for a lot less. And I got 5 gigs of free data. Move to Total Wireless. It's $35 a month with 5 gigs of 4G LTE data. And now, for a limited time, when you purchase a new line or bring your number, you'll get a month's worth of free data. That's 5 gigs of data that never expires for each new line. Total Wireless. Total confidence. Please refer to the latest terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com. Now through September 30th. Requires activation with qualifying plan. Minimum $35 per 30 day. 
Come into Lowe's to give your home a quick refresh inside or out. Whether you're just looking to replace one appliance or upgrade to a whole black stainless suite, now you can get up to 40% off appliance special values. Then grab a brush and roller and get 10 to $40 off via rebate on select paint and primer, exterior stain, and resurfacers. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Appliance offer valid through 912. Paint offer valid through 95. Rebate varies. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Where is your there? Your happy place. Your go-to destination. Maybe it's that hidden cove by the lake. Or that place an hour and a half away on Route 6 that serves the world's best meatloaf. Or maybe it's home. At Valero, we have the fuel to get you there. Wherever there is. Because Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. Duralast batteries are proven tough to perform in temperatures of 140 degrees and 40 below zero. Because when you can start in extreme conditions, you can start in everyday conditions. Like running late for work. A broken alarm. Creepy parking spots. Duralast. Proven tough and only at AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Back to school economics from Staples. Today's lesson, get more, spend less. Staples has the top brands for back to school at low prices. So you get everything on your list without spending everything in your wallet. Economics made simple. And now Staples One Subject Notebooks are 25 cents. And 120 sheet filler paper and a 24 pack of Crayola crayons are only 50 cents each. Get an A in back to school today at your local Staples. The back to school specialty store. While supplies last. Our friends 9118. Install only. Limit 30. Limit 5 on filler paper. Fanatic Philly Sports Talk. Now one hour earlier with Aton Shander and Jamie Lynch. The Fanatic at 5. Weekday mornings at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. Bob and Anthony are in the building. They come your way at a half hour. Pat Egan, Tyler Zuli with you for the Fanatic at 5. Talking uh, Phillies, they dropped dropped another one yesterday, 5-3 to three to the Washington Nationals. Another another very winnable game against a pitcher who, at this point, he's kind of a name in Steven Strasburg. He's not this this wonderkin who came up throwing 103, a 90-mile-per-hour you know, slider, and his changeup was like 88. He's no longer that guy. He's... He's uh, struggled this season. He's got a 4.15 ERA. Amazingly, this 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 incredible offense was only able to get two runs off of him. Um, and and you know, they, they, they missed another opportunity to gain ground on the Atlanta Braves, who were idle. They now sit three and a half games back of the Braves, two and a half games back of the wild card. I'm not ready to give up 100% on the season yet because, you know, a couple good series, a couple bad series by Atlanta. Atlanta is also a very young team. They could also be... Um, susceptible to a losing streak and to a skid the way the Phillies have had in August. And next thing you know, the Phillies are back in it. This isn't a situation of in 2007 when the Phillies were seven games back with 17 left to play. And granted, they 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 came back from that mountain. I mean, it was it was it was a big climb and a and a, and a tall task. But um, this isn't that surmountable of of a comeback that they would have to have. So while it looks really bad and three and a half games back isn't ideal. Uh, it can be done. The Sixers GM search is on hold right now as Joshua Harris 
basically said on record yesterday that they are not going to compromise the GM search, translating to we're not going to hire a GM for the sake of hiring a GM, which means that Brett Brown will uh, will be your GM for the foreseeable future until I, I would assume somebody that they really like becomes available, um, somebody who shares the same vision as the team uh, with trusting the process and all that stuff. Uh, hopefully the NBA doesn't shoehorn a GM in there like they did last time. I initially liked the move. I don't know how I feel now, uh, considering what we talked about during the break. But uh, I, I think it's the right move. I don't. I don't think that you want to. You want to just hire a guy for the sake of hiring a guy. I think that's when you make mistakes. Um, but and then the other thing that we haven't gotten into was the Odell Beckham Jr. contract. So Odell Beckham Jr. finally signs that long-awaited extension, five years, ninety-five million, sixty-five million guaranteed. That is a lot of change for a wide receiver. It's a lot of money for a player in general. But my my question is now, you know, they were kind of talking talking about it on on ESPN right before we came on. They were saying how this this along with Saquon Barkley rejuvenates Eli's career and it stretches Eli's career out further. Really? Do does anybody? Do, are we just going to forget how bad the Giants' offensive yeah. line is? Really? It rejuvenates Eli's career. He's like 106 years old. Because because Eli Manning sat there and said, oh, I can't get up in the morning because my wide receiver doesn't have a contract. Hey, he's still on the team. He's still going to be catching passes for me. But, yeah, I don't know if I can really get up for this game. Oh, wait, he just signed for $95 million. Okay, now I'll play. Man, get the hell out of here with that logic. That's ridiculous. Are you – like, who said that? That's absurd. Eli Manning is – I mean, look – I don't. I don't think I have to tell you. He 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 doesn't look like a guy who's a leader of men. I understand he's got two Super Bowl rings. Um, I would love if my quarterback had two Super Bowl rings. He only have, unfortunately has one. He will. Yeah, but Eli Manning does not strike me as a guy who really gives a rat's ass. Now I think he's happy for 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 Odell. You saw the reaction from Russell Shepard on. Uh, I think it was either Instagram or Snapchat, but they were basically freaking out in the locker room. Um, but. It was a move that needed to be made, but as you said, the offensive line, that, that offensive line, that defense is still bad. That offensive line, that defense is, is, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. can't play both sides of the ball. So their offense is going to be better. Their offense is actually pretty deadly, except when you think of the trenches and you think about the fact that Eli Manning is not exactly the most fleet of foot quarterback. He's not a mobile guy, you know, and when he's got time, yeah, he can, he can pick you apart a little bit. He's got weapons around him. But I love, and I, we brought this up yesterday, I love the Eagles front four. I think the Eagles front four is one of the most deadly front fours, if not the most deadly front four in football. When you think about the rotations they have, the guys up front, the guys they can cycle in, I, it's, it's sacked. And when you put that front four against the Giants offensive line, look out. Because it's it, they're going to feast on Eli. And I'm a big Will Hernandez fan. I thought that was a good pick for the Giants. You know, it's early second round. He's a guy that just because he played out of a small school probably wasn't a first-round pick. Will Hernandez doesn't make the difference against the Eagles' front four. It's just not doable. Nobody makes the difference against it. You're going to need to put a get. You're going to need to get Trey Thomas to go play. Yeah, I, I, look, it, it reminds me of of Quentin Nelson with Indianapolis. Quentin Nelson was the best guard in football. It's a great he was, pick. He was arguably a top three player in that draft by a lot of a lot of scouts and um, and draft experts. You know, he, he didn't go top three because he's a guard, and you typically don't draft guards that high. Um, but 
he's not going to play all five spots. He's not going to magically turn around that offensive line by one guy. He's going to make you better, obviously, but it's tough to overhaul an entire offensive line and, and overnight and say, okay, these guys are marketably better. They might be better at one spot. You know, they signed Nate Solder, but Nate Solder, it, 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 yes, he, he's going to be better than what they had last year, but he's a little long in the tooth. He's not this incredible force. They basically threw a bunch of money at him because their offensive line is that bad. Oh, and by the way, Eric Flowers is still their right tackle. And Eric Flowers is... Turnstile. Is a, yeah, he's, he's the definition of a turnstile. I can't believe that they haven't addressed the right tackle spot somewhere along the line because it was pretty evident pretty quickly that Eric Flowers wasn't the guy. Thank God they drafted him and they passed on Todd Gurley. Could you imagine if Todd Gurley was was on the Giants? But, um, yeah, you just look at their offensive line. It's, it's, it's a bunch of dreck. It's a bunch of dreck. So I'm not scared at all. Um... I feel like the Odell Beckham move was was kind of going to happen eventually. So this was, you know, a, a situation of, all right, let's move on. It was yeah. It. And when you get the guy on the field, he deserves the money. I mean, I know he only played in like five games last yeah. year, but when he is on the field, his productivity is matched by probably only Julio Jones. Well, and you saw that last year in in the Jake Elliott game. I mean, he goes out and he basically single handedly gets the Giants back in that game by catching touchdown pass or touchdown pass. Jalen Mills actually had really good coverage on him for most for the most part, and Odell Beckham's good to Odell Beckham. Like he's good to go out there and he's going to catch touchdowns. I mean, that's what he does when he puts his mind to it. He's arguably a top two, three receiver in the game. Um, I mean, and you could flip flop, you know, Antonio Brown and or Julio Jones and AJ Green and all those guys, but Odell Beckham. I mean, nobody's arguing the talent there. He's a little bit of a head case, but. He definitely deserves the money. What's laughable to me is the fact of you look at this contract in football. It's the most popular sport in America. We live for it. We talked about what would it take for you to actually not watch the game because I think we all admit that this game is not as good as it once was. The new tackle rule is a joke. I know Jalen Ramsey went off about it. Um, so I think the product on the field has gotten worse over the years. We still watch it. It's still a million-dollar industry. Uh, the movie Concussion had said it best when they said they literally own a day of the week. All of that, take all of that in consideration. Bad baseball players are making way more money. So if there's one lesson to be learned here, play baseball, kids. Go out there, play baseball. All you have to do is make it through your arbitration stage. That's it. And you make, make a it, ton of money. Make it to the pros, make it through arbitration, you know, be making more than the best quarterbacks in the game. Like average pitchers are making great money. Our boy Carlos Santana. Twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars. Two nineteen. Six one oh six three two zero nine seven five. Before we break uh, I want to get into this Tom Brady stuff. Because Tom Brady was on WEEI. He does a weekly hit with them. Um, it's never, I think, a hard-hitting segment, but they've made waves before because they've gotten into it with them before. And Tom Brady's pretty thin-skinned. They asked him about Alice Guerrero. And I want to play this, 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 whole, this whole line of questioning. And just listen to how agitated Tom Brady gets regarding the situation. And so it's a, it's a good cut. We're having technical difficulties, but... Um, we saw the reports this weekend that, uh, that Alex was on the team plane, which he wasn't for the second half of last year, I guess, and not on the sideline. Is that is that accurate? Uh, yeah, he was with me this last week, so it was... Yeah. What changed in him not being on the team plane last year and this year? You know, I don't want to... I'm not getting into all that. Okay. When I ran into him at the Super Bowl last year in Minneapolis, when I talked to him there... He had said in his opinion that, that all this stuff had been overblown, that he and Belichick actually had a pretty good relationship even then. Would you say that was true? I said I don't want to get into it. Okay. Go ahead, Evan. Yeah. I so, mean, everyone knows it's 
well documented how you know the work that he and I do together. No, I know, I no, no, yeah, no, I understand that. I'm just trying to figure out because I saw the reports this weekend that he's traveling with the team. Was he on the sideline on Friday? Yeah. All right, guys, have a great day. I'll talk to you later. I wish I knew how to quit you. All right, now I added the last part in for effect, but the relationship, man, is weird. Find you a friend like Tom Brady loves Alex Guerrero. Like, find you a Tom Brady. Find you a guy who just carries you to a career, and you're pretty much impenetrable. Like this guy, could he be more thin-skinned about the topic? And that my issue, no, but they prodded. My issue though is that he expands on it. He goes, "It's well documented." Like he goes, "I don't want to talk about it," and then he talks about it a little bit. Right. So it opens the door for you to ask the question. But I'm just amazed at how this guy is the greatest quarterback of all time. He can't stand up to a line of questionings about his weird trainer who nobody knows what the hell he does. Nobody knows what his relationship with the team is. He was kicked off the plane last year. He's brought on the plane this year. So, it's, of course, it's going to be a topic of conversation. And he gets all you know uppity about it. I'm blo- I'm just, I, I can't stand Tom Brady. 610-632-0975. One more segment to go until we hand it over to the midday guy, or the morning show guys. I'm sorry. I'm cooked. Um, the morning show guys. Too, okay. uh, Anthony Organo and Bob Cooney. I'm Pat Egan for Tyler Zuli's 97.5 The Fanatic. The Fanatic at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. It's the final days of the Ford Summer Sales Event. The last chance to find an incredible deal on the cars, trucks, and SUVs that make summer go right. Simply stop by a local Ford dealer or shop online at buyfordnow.com. Because the time to get behind the wheel of a new Ford during the Ford Summer Sales Event ends soon. And so do these amazing offers. The Ford Summer Sales Event is in its final days. That means it's the last chance to make summer go right with Ford, America's best-selling brand. Stop by your local Ford dealer and find great offers on many Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. With leading driver assist technologies, it's easy to see why Ford is the brand more drivers buy and buy again. Look for yourself. But hurry, the Ford Summer Sales Event ends September 4th, 2018. To find out more, head to buyfordnow.com or stop by your local Ford dealer. Best-selling claim based on 2017 calendar year sales. Do you remember me? Sure. You and your husband were moving to another home. You told me to wave my arm like I was scattering seed. I remember. And everything disappeared. Yes, it did. Just like that. Just like that. This is where we moved to. It's beautiful. Please. Look at all the junk they left behind. Point to what you would like to disappear, ma'am. You don't want me to wave my arm again? Only if you want everything to disappear. All I have to do is point? All you have to do is point. Well, let's start with that broken bird bath. That old swing set. And that nasty old yard furniture. When you want junk to disappear, all you have to do is point. And those broken tree limbs. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And that pile of boxes. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. It's hard to move to a new town. And a new school. Thanks to Total Wireless, I got him the phone he wanted on the best 4G LTE network for a lot less. And I got 5 gigs of free data. Move to Total Wireless. It's $35 a month with 5 gigs of 4G LTE data. And now, for a limited time, when you purchase a new line or bring your number, you'll get a month's worth of free data. That's 5 gigs of data that never expires for each new line. Total Wireless. Total confidence. Please refer to the latest terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com. Now through September 30th. Requires activation with qualifying plan. Minimum $35 per 30 day. 
The legendary singer-songwriter Van Morrison returning to Philly for the first time in over a decade, performing all his hits. Joining him is Willie Nelson, Tedeschi Trucks Band, and more. See them all at the Outlaw Music Festival. Van Morrison. Saturday, September 15th at BB&T Pavilion with Willie Nelson, Tedeschi Trucks Band, and more. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. You have to be up in five hours. Two hours. Six minutes, and you haven't slept a wink. Zequil Pure Z's is a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake with no next-day grogginess. So tonight, try new Zequil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vicks Zequil. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Did you know that with the AutoZone Loan-A-Tool program, you can borrow a specialty tool, no purchase necessary? Choose from over 100 tools to help you get the job done right, no matter how big or small. And now's a great time to smooth out that ride with great deals on new Duralast loaded struts. Now starting at $79.99. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. Deposit required restrictions and details in store. Back to school economics from Staples. Today's lesson, get more, spend less. Staples has the top brands for back to school at low prices. So you get everything on your list without spending everything in your wallet. Economics, made simple. And now, Staples One Subject Notebooks are 25 cents. And 120 sheet filler paper and a 24 pack of Crayola crayons are only 50 cents each. Get an A in back to school today at your local Staples. The back to school specialty store. While supplies last, offer ends 9118. Install only. Limit 30, limit 5 on filler paper. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. But not with ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology actively invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you. The needle in the haystack. Try ZipRecruiter now for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash try. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try. Things are about to change around here. Catch up on the Philly sports you missed the night before. And what's coming up later in the day, the Fanatic at 5 with Aton Chander and Jamie Lynch. This is new. Weekday mornings at 5, live on 97.5 The Fanatic. Is that a direct quote from Doug to the uh, medical staff about when Carson Wentz will be cleared? Let me ask you, does Carson, or does Doug Peterson care more about Carson Wentz getting cleared because he wants him on the field or because he's sick of the uh, line of questioning? He doesn't want the questions anymore. Yeah, I think it's probably... Obviously, I think he wants it back on the field too, but yeah, it's it's so obvious he's sick of that question. Um, the last thing I want to get into with you, because we we differ on this, is the topic that the morning show did yesterday of are the Eagles above the bill? Are they are they a team that if they go out and they struggle all season long, how long do you hold off on the bill? And I'm saying you hold off the entire year and you don't boo that squad. And you, you come in. I would say no. You come in, Mr. Philadelphia, Mr. We got to boo everybody. I'm not booing everybody. I'm just on the same side as Bob. At some point, it wears off. They won the Super Bowl. Off. It's great. We waited. We waited. 
what, 58 years. Yeah. And it wears off in f- seven months. So, But how long are we going to sit here a and year. say? you got to give them a so year. So if they go 2-14, and 14, you're going to give them a year? Yeah, I'm giving them a year. You and wait, Carson you plays off. 12 games or more. You hold off. Well, and I, I said this yesterday on the air, but you got to give it. It's coming with a caveat that your starting quarterback is coming off major knee surgery. Right. So you can't Which is okay him, for the first four games. You can't expect him to be back at 100% and, you know, expect him to be back to the Carson Wentz we saw last season and expect him to be back in his MVP caliber. If, he's, if, if he is that way, that's great. That's icing on the cake. But to expect them to be back, like, winning the Super Bowl next year and not expect them to struggle a bit with their quarterback coming off major knee surgery. By the way, coming back early from major knee surgery. You know, yeah, you got to give them a break. If they struggle in the first couple games of the season, don't be a jagaloon and start booing the team because they finally brought you a Lombardi trophy and you're sounding ungrateful. No, I, I agree with you. I will give you the first couple weeks. I will, I will concede week one through five because five's Minnesota and that's a tough game. And if week one through four, Nick Foles plays. But if they go 0-5 in that stretch, and I don't think they will. It's just nearly impossible that they lose to Tampa Bay or Indianapolis. But if they go 0-5 or 1-4, they're not above this. They're they're not this holier-than-thou team that, yes. that you want to make out to be. Yeah, they are. They are. They won the Super Bowl. For five weeks? If they, they play the, the way they did Bowl. against Cleveland? They won the damn Super Bowl. One, and it's not going to happen. All right, this is like talking about you know uh, me growing and being six foot tomorrow. They're not going to go zero and five. No, I'm you're right. They're not. Foot. But it's hypothetically speaking. All right. Well, yeah, hypothetically speaking, if I was six foot, you know, I mean, like, like it's ridiculous. They're not going to go zero and five because they're they're they should go four and zero to be honest with you out of the first four games. All of right. The season. So if they're Minimum two and three, three and though, if they're two and three after five weeks, I'm not, it's not I'm a not, bad spot not, to be. I'm not happy. Right. But I'm also not booing the team. I'm not booing the team. So if they get the doors blown off against Atlanta, they go and beat Tampa Bay because you and I could quarterback that game. Yep. They beat Indy. And then let's say they lose to Tennessee and Minnesota. And they're two and two. They're two and two. And then they're two and three. And then they're two and three. I'm still not booing. It's not a terrible spot to be in because they could rattle off nine of the last 11 with Carson Healthy. Instead of of booing, instead of doing that, instead of being the typical Philadelphia fan who, you know, is reactionary and is always thinking about what have you done for me lately, no, I'll just put in the Super Bowl DVD. And I'll be reminded of what happened on February 4th. So, how, But you're going to do that for what? The entire season or longer? Well, it's not going to be the entire season. If they struggle in a game or here or there, you, you have the need to boo. Just go back and watch some highlights Your of Your knee-jerk reaction boo should not be as quick to trigger. However, that, it can't be a, a totally clean slate like this team is, is unbooable. They are unbooable. They won the damn Super Bowl. Last year. Come on, man. I mean, like, we once again, we waited 58 years for this, and you're telling me, okay, well, if they go out and they throw up a dud against Tampa Bay, we got to boo them. I mean, like, like this is why Philadelphia gets gets a bad rap. Because, because we, there's passionate fans, because we sit and there, they want to see wins? Because we sit there, and, and we finally get what we want. We finally get what literally, like, like fans have waited their entire life's lives to see. And six months later, it's, all right, rearview mirror. Let's it's a new season. I understand it's a new season, but let's be a little bit grateful for what we have. We're still the reigning Super Bowl champs. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're not. You you don't sit there and and be happy with the product on the field. You obviously want them to win. You're not happy about it, but to vocally boo the team that is basically all intact from the last season, albeit you know there's a couple um couple departures, but mainly this this core of the team is still there. Dude, if you start booing that team on the field for for what they're doing, if they're struggling. You don't think they're going to look up at you and go, oh, you guys are way ungrateful. 
You don't think Malcolm Jenkins is going to think you guys it, are on great? Let me put it to you to the to you this way and see if this maybe changes your mind. If you do a show on a weekend or a Fanatic at five and you just absolutely kill it, can't compare the two. And you get great ratings. Can't compare the two. And then you have eight straight days of terrible you shows. You can't compare the two because nobody was waiting fifty eight years for me to have a good show on the Fanatic. You might wait fifty eight years for me to have a good show on the Fanatic. You you know I'm, I'm in I'm in well at this point it'd be fifty six because I've been hosting shows for two years. So you might wait fifty six years. You're closing in on it. And after fifty six <laughs> years, if I finally have a good show, yeah, okay, I celebrate it. But to, to compare the two is comparing apples to oranges. Um, you wait. 58 years for something and finally happens be a little bit grateful for it and I'm just saying don't boo I'm not saying you should be happy with the with the product on the field if they are struggling but to go out to the stadium and to boo the product on the field if they are struggling I think that's ridiculous this I, season I, I think it's ridiculous I am paying for my ticket just like I paid for my ticket last year no one put a gun in your head and, pay, and forced you to pay for a ticket no I did that and on my you, own and right it, and if you paid for a ticket last year how'd you enjoy it it, it was a great it ride. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it, but it was fun. Here's the thing: you can't you can't justify not booing because of last season. At this point, if you are if you are actually booing, it's because you were buying into the fact that you think this team is going to you know win the Super Bowl, which uh, they can. They can, but you have to also keep in mind that the quarterback is coming off major knee surgery, and no quarterback comes back 100 percent healthy the next year from major knee surgery. Doesn't happen. You're right, which is why I don't expect them to like win the not, Super Bowl this year. He's not but a they bionic can. man. But I'm saying, like, there's going to be growing pains with this season. You have to, you have, you're going to have to take those lumps a little bit. You're going to have to take the growing pains. Don't boo the team. That's all I'm asking. Don't boo the team. I you, can't. I, I can't. I can't give you that. I can't give you that. Okay, so I can give you a few weeks. Hear, hear me out. I okay. can't give you a full season. Week three, they go out. Okay, they throw up a dud, and the fan base starts booing them. Sure. And let's say, and by the way. You and I both know this fan base pretty well, okay? If they go out and they've thrown up a dud the first two games of the season, they win, but they don't play that great, and the quarterback's struggling. And win the, is all that matters, and then the, the, But the third game of the season, he goes out, and they are struggling big time, and they have not gotten anything going offensively, and all of a sudden the fans start booing. That is going to make national media... The national media will feast on that. We're going to hear snowballs on Santa. What's we're the difference? All, we've sat through it forever. We're going to hear all the crap that, you know, the, the, the same stuff that we've been hearing the whole time. Because they're going to be saying, they just won the Super Bowl and you're still not happy. I mean, come on, Tyler. Wait, why did we lose the... the be the, the bigger why man. Why did we lose the mantra of no one likes us, we don't care just because they okay, won the I, Super Bowl? You know me. I never bought into that mantra. I know you did That's didn't. a stupid But mantra. that's how most people we in Philly think. care. Stop with the no one likes us, we don't care. We absolutely care. If Skip Bayless says one thing, we're replaying it for, for days. I'm getting tweets about it, and we absolutely care. We can't let things roll off our back. But be the bigger man in this situation. Don't boo the team if they struggle, hypothetically. So is it, is, it different, is it different for you to boo the team than to boo the individual? If Nick Foles is terrible, I don't think you're booing I, Nick Foles, not the yeah, team. Yeah, I don't. I mean, still, I'll always be thankful for Nick Foles for what he did. I can't boo the team. Super Bowl MVP, right? Not this season. I can't put the team. Uh, 610-632-0975. The morning show comes your way next. Anthony Gargano and Bob Cooney. (laughs) Patty Egan for Tyler Zuli, the bro, and Aton are back tomorrow. Fanatic at 5. uh, 97.5 The Fanatic.